If I see a bag, I gon' make a flip. Get the pack on up, we taking the trip. Nigga shot kill me, I fell for my life. While I'm living this bad, now I'm holding the stick. Always protected, I shit on my waist, and it's feeling real heavy. I walk with a lamp. Tryna go get it to see, but a day's got a food in my tray that I want me to win. Yo, is this is this it? Is this episode one? Are we like are we recording right now? Is I think so. We're really doing this? <laughs> I mean, we might as well. Let's oh, talk about man. it. Then. Welcome to the first episode of Let's Talk About It, the podcast. The podcast. That sound good. It do sound good, man. It, it, guys, it took us a little while to get up and running. We had some issues, but well, I, I, this is it. Like we're we're here, we're recording. You're listening to the very first episode. Of Let's talk about it. And I'm, I'm here with my co-host, Mike. Mike, like, well, tell 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 the people about yourself. What's going on, man? Nah, man, Ready I'm good. Get this, I'm good. Get this episode out to the people. Absolutely. No, they've been waiting. I know, yo, a lot yeah. of people have been asking, like, where's the first episode? <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. We've been we've been trying to get it together. These but little roadblocks stopped us. A little bit, a little bit. But tried I, to stop us. Try, try. You got to persevere through those. You got feel to, me? You know to. what I'm saying? That's what we're good at. So, I mean, we, we might as well just jump right into it. All right, so what's the topic? What are we talking about today? I, I think today we're going to talk about some fear. Some fear? What you scared of? You some things you scared of. I got a lot of social fears. Like social, to be honest. Like what? Like what do you mean? Give me, give me an example. Let's see. It's a lot of. Them. A lot. Yeah, see, come on, narrow down to one. All right. So I think my biggest fear is falling in love with someone, and then one day them telling me they're not in love with me no more. That'd hurt. Like, That'd hurt. That's one of my biggest fears. Do that? Do that stop you from trying though? Absolutely. You think Unfortunately, it, yeah. It do? Yeah, okay. a little bit. Cause it's like. I'm a relationship type guy. I yeah. want to be in a relationship so bad, but like that's always in the back of my mind. But you gotta let that come naturally. You can't try to force it. Absolutely. Yeah. But still, it's like when you think about fear, though. Mm-hmm. That's what holds ninety nine percent of people back from doing what they really want to do. I like. mean, fear holds you back from doing a lot of stuff. So, like, what's some of your fears? I think one of my biggest fears is quitting. And I, fear I know of quitting. Yeah, fear of quitting. Like I. Like someone once told me that quitting becomes a habit, you know. Absolutely. And then I don't, I don't ever want to find myself falling into that habit of quitting. Like I'm, I'm petrified of it. Like it, because it becomes so easy to give stuff up that I'm like, uh, I don't like this. Now I'm done. So like, what makes you quit? Though? Like, what makes you want to quit? It is. I mean, the crazy thing is, it could be like the process of it all. It could be maybe it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like maybe I just had a different idea of like what exactly the task I was getting myself into was. So then it's like I get involved in it and I'm like halfway through and I'm like, this is not what I signed yeah, up for. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like, I perfect example, like in college, I went to be a physics major because I wanted to be an engineer, but they didn't have an engineering thing. So long story short, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, so I switched majors. I quit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the work was too complicated. It literally just, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I feel you on that. I also feel like fear could lead you could be a good thing too instead of bad. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. I think fear could drive you to be better. Absolutely, because now you you, it, but it depends on what you're afraid of in that scenario. Because it definitely could drive you to be better. Like you're you could be scared of failure. I don't think it's good to be scared of well, failure. But if you're scared to fail, well, yeah, let's talk about that. Because I'm scared to fail. You I don't like fail? failing. Absolutely, I hate. But failing, like, bro. are you? But but back to my first question: Are you too scared of failure to try? Sometimes, yeah. It depends on what it is. See, but that, so to me, that's like, that's one of the most devastating things. Like when we were about to start this, I was at work, I was telling somebody about it and they were like, how are you not afraid to post that? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? 
And then she's just like, oh, well, I, I do stuff, like, and I record myself, and I'm too scared to post it. I'm too scared of, like, the social factors of it all. Scared of that judgment. The, exactly. people going to really, like, listen to it. You know how people get in comments. They, they bash you in comments, bro. Not really worried about what people say. It's more of the, is it going to get the exposure that I want? Like, I, especially, like, with this podcast. Like, let's say we post it, and it don't do the numbers that we want it to do. Or, like, but that's you know the thing. I'm so it, I think it all comes down to like your purpose of why you're doing it. Then, because if if you want to do this podcast because you genuinely just want to, like for your enjoyment, then that that scare that failure fear is no longer in in play. So what you're saying is, if you got something you want to do, you got to figure out your why and make that exactly make that like, exactly because <laughs> like you can't. So if if I'm, so I'm doing this podcast, why? Because I want to and I genuinely feel like I could get some of my my thoughts and opinions out there. Do I necessarily care about the feedback? To an extent, I mm-hmm. care about it to the point where I want to please my listeners. Like, I want to give them content that they want to hear, but I don't, I don't want to say I don't care about the negative comments, mm-hmm. but it depends on the kind of constructive criticism it is. If it's constructive, I'll take it in, but if it's just, too negative. I'm. I'm not with it. I'm not gonna let it face me. People gonna hate regardless. Exactly. You know what they say. You, nobody's hate. You're not doing that. Exactly. Because right, so. <laughs> if I, I was feel just, like that, should be like a driving force for people too. <laughs> if you was just sitting upstairs playing Xbox, nobody, nobody hate on you. I mean, yeah, they would. They'd say you suck at the game, but like, you get what I'm saying. They can't hate on your podcast if you don't have a podcast. Absolutely. I feel like people that are scared of other people's like comments and them judging them. I mean, it's cool, bro. Like, I, I get. I think I get where you're going. Like, people that are scared of other people's comments that are hurt. Like, like people's opinions are so crucial to like some of the things that we do in a society. Like, if your parents don't agree with something, nine times out of ten, especially if you're younger, I think that especially if you're younger, you're not going to do it. Like, you know how many people want to do something and their parents don't agree with it. Like, I think the easiest example I can always think of is like a kid wanting to go to art school. Mm-hmm. What's always the first question a parent gonna ask you if you want to go to art school? Well, how much money are you gonna make with art? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, how are you gonna make money doing you art? You don't make no money art. Yeah, doing that, art. and that's exactly what your parents say. But you could mm-hmm. be the best. You could be the next Picasso. But mommy said you can't go to school and major in art. So now you over there doing social work. And you could be. You could. You could like social social work. You could be good at social work. But it's not your passion. It's not, not your what passion. You, really want to do. you know what I'm saying? Like, I I genuinely believe like. If you don't like where you're at Monday through Friday at nine to five, those 40 hours a week you at work, that's not happy. You feel me? Like you could be good at what you do and not be happy doing it. Mm-hmm. Like it happens all the time. But when you're passionate about what you do, you're not working. You just doing something you enjoy. Well, that's where you gotta just go out and do it. Forget what mommy and daddy say. Yeah, but how, if how you gonna live life for mommy and daddy, you're not gonna be happy. How do you get over the fear of that disappointment? Because, like, say, you know, same scenario. Art, you want to go to art, college, bot. Mom says, well, I'm not supporting that. Like, now, what's going through your head? Nothing but fear. Like, how am I going to survive? How am I going to? Absolutely. I don't want to disappoint mom. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what would you do? And that's, like, how do you get over that fear? Well, you just got to go for it. It's your parents. Like, no matter what you do. No matter what they say or what you do, they're going to support you regardless. But do you risk? Do you want to put that relationship on the line? Because it's, it's, it's going to be that fear of losing that but relationship. Are you going to sit there and live your life for your parents? I mean, I, I don't know. For I mean, for, for me, no. I would. I think I will. Like, my, I think my mom's understanding to the point where she wouldn't put me in that position. 
Um, but I think if she ever did, I think I would have to just go for it. And I have to, like, that might be my driving force. That'd be my new why. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta, I don't wanna do it just to prove wrong. her wrong, but I wanna do it because I want to. But if I prove mom wrong in the process, that's a bonus. Yeah. Because that's like proving everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little kick. You can get something out of proving people wrong. <laughs> yeah, just I don't like, know what it is. You, like, you just got to prove somebody yeah, wrong. You just look at her. That's that like, like yeah, yeah, I told you I could do yeah, it. Yeah, like I know you ain't believing me, but I did it really. Like, don't try to hug me now. Kind of thing. <laughs> oh, now you want to mess with yeah, me. Yeah, now you, now you want to be on the team. Oh, you, you see the money Jersey. coming in from the art. Now you want to mess yeah. with me. You saw me, you know, touring in Spain and Italy. They calling me the next Picasso. But like, let's get back to the topic a little bit. Like, how, how would you do, how do you do with everyday fears? Honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out as I get older and I'm growing. Yeah. Because like I said before, I let fear hold me back from doing like the things I want to do. Yeah. I think like I don't I don't know if I encounter fear because it's not it's not a lot of things. Like I said, like physical things. Yes, I'm afraid of like I'm scared of snakes and bears and wildlife. But I'm talking about like societal pressures like the real nitty gritty stuff that really stops people from being successful. I feel I, like it's not the fact that you fear something, but how you use that to overcome what you're trying to do. You but you don't think that say? fear plays a factor in it? Though? Absolutely, that's human nature. You're going to fear regardless. Like it's impossible not to fear something. Yeah, I mean, like, I, no matter what. Yeah, but I think there's there's definite fears that you can easily overcome if you just stop caring. All right, so let's break it down. All right, let's say. I don't know. Give me like a like you being like, like you like my thing is like you being scared of a snake is different than you being scared of a negative comment on your Instagram post. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. like. So if you like as a podcaster, you're you're going to post this to social media. Is that fear of that negative feedback enough to stop you from trying? Absolutely. How? I mean, you're doing it right now. It can't. You can't. Look, like I said before, what if nobody's listening to it? Like I get you. So it's like that future fear. Yeah, the unknown. The the fear of the, the unknown. unknown. Like but you don't know what's gonna happen. That's that's bliss right there. That unknown. Yo, that's that to me. That's exciting. How do you get in this mindset where like <laughs> the unknown is exciting to you? Because like, like, help me out, please. All right. So basically, the, the way I look at it is, the the work like what you do know. Is the worst that could happen. You always know the worst. Absolutely. You don't know what the best thing that could happen is in the unknown. And that's where I find the excitement. It's like if I fail, I already thought that through. I already thought what could happen if I fail. Like if I start a podcast, I don't get any followers. I post it. I get zero views on every post. People in the comments say you suck. That's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah. What do you think the best thing that could happen is? You blow up. But what's blow up? Like how far is that far that you blow up? I mean, your podcast is everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, but like, you never, like, so your podcast gets popular. Now you're on a TV show. Now that a TV show, somebody calls you because they thought you were funny. Now you're in a movie. You do that movie, you get a second movie. Now you get a reoccurring role on a TV show. Now you got your own TV. Like, you see what I'm saying? That unknown that's out there, that's pure adventure. That's pure no final destination. You know what the known, you know the known of failure. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I stopped. I, I lost X amount of money. Cause I put this money into the podcast and it didn't go anywhere, like, and that's it. That's that's what I lost. How do you get over that though? By being excited by the unknown, <laughs> instead of fearing it. Like, like, I think and real like without without actually trying to break it down, I would say that I 
get excited by the fact of possible success more than I get deterred by possible failure. Because everything about being successful more than you think about failing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like when I think of a new idea, I think of a thousand ways I can succeed before I think of one way I could fail. That's a good way to think about things. Exactly. Because like there's so many. I feel like people think more on the negative than they do the positive. Exactly. It's the it's the it's the half cup, half Half empty, empty, half full cup. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like if I look at a situation and I see a thousand ways that I can maneuver to strategize and win that one way I thought about losing becomes so minuscule that how could I fear that? Like I said, I just we we sparred for twenty seconds about the possibilities of winning, and I gave you seven, eight examples of ways I could have won in this podcast, and I gave you one example of failure that no one watched. Mm-hmm. How how can I fear that no one watched if I you thought about all, all these things? Yeah, yeah, I get you. you know I get what you. I'm saying like the same thing. Like so, I think like a realistic fear I have is like approaching people in public. Like I don't. Like you? girls, example. Like you? I don't like me. Yeah, me. <laughs> You're probably one of the most outspoken people I know. You have a fear of approaching people. Yeah, but I, I make myself get over it. Like no one would know that's my biggest weakness. But in my mind, before I go talk to somebody, sometimes I rehearse the whole conversation. Like I try to yeah, talk it through my head, thing. and then on get, the, like anxiety. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, people look at it like, "Yo, Malik's outspoken. He's like out there." But no, like I'm in my head just as much as the next person. But. You don't I don't it. let that stop me. No, it's not that. I, I might show sometimes. Like, some people call me awkward. Um, and I don't know if that's just me being shy or nervous or whatever. But I know when I get to the approach, I went for it at that point. And then I, I become relaxed. Like, the the more I do it, the more relaxed I get into the conversation. But that initial startup, I'm always nervous. Like, I, I'll be out. I'll see somebody. I'll be like, okay, I think she's attractive. I want to go talk to her. And, like, I might... If it's like a reoccurring place I go to, I might not do it that first time. Mm-hmm. Like I might wait till a time two or three to finally convince well, myself. You like, get that time though. I mean, then I missed out. Like I, I would, I would have missed out. But I'm trying to get better. Like I'm trying to make myself like, all right, first time I, I have this thought of doing this. As long as I approach it the right way, the worst that can happen is this. Because mm-hmm. like when I say I think about all the ways I succeed, I think that's one of the interactions where I don't. I think that's one of the times where I do think about some more ways I could fail and more things I could go right. Talking to people. Yeah, talking to people. Like, And it's not even, like I said, it's not even, it depends on who it is. Like, meeting bosses and stuff are easy for me. Like, mm-hmm. interviews, stuff like that, that's easy. I'm talking about, like, having a intellectual conversation with someone, like, someone that I'm attracted to. Like, I'll approach it. And I, like I said, when I'm in that position, I get relaxed very quickly, very easily. But it's like forcing myself to get up and go over there. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part. I have that fear too. I do not like talking, especially <laughs> to new people. I, I I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I get all awkward. Yeah, it's just weird. You don't talk. Dry breaks of silence. Awkward pauses. You awkward don't know pauses of silence and all that. You don't know what that person uh, is okay with you saying like, versus what they aren't. Mm-hmm. Like I can't say the joke I said with my friend yesterday to you. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I say to you, you could be like, ew, like what kind of person? Like you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's weird, man. So like, let's get back to because you said um. You don't. You're not scared of failing. No, no, can't. I, I don't think I even think about it half the time. So, what advice do you have for people that are scared of failing? Fail, fail. <laughs> simple as that. Just simple fail. as that. Like the the way to get over something is to introduce yourself to it. Like if you've never failed before, of course you're gonna be scared to fail. Like you've mm-hmm. never done that before. Like you think that expectation is so high of you that you can't take that step back now. 
bro, I can I could be moving forward with something and take 20 steps back and find some sort of happiness in that. Like, I could... You I should have lie at the end of the tunnel. 100%. Like, no matter how far away it may seem, no matter how many times, like, I might go away from the light, I can still f- see it. As long as I could physically see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, why would I give up? Why mm-hmm. would I not put my all into it? Like, that failure... It really isn't an option as long as there's a light. No matter how small it is, no matter the tiniest glimmer, there's a chance to succeed. That's deep. But it, it, it is, but it isn't. Like, do I, I get one life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it seems longer than it really is, all that stuff. And I think about my own mortality a lot, and that's how I think I drive myself. Like, I really, I genuinely do. I think about, like, the fact that there's going to be one day where there's no Malik. But... There's a beginning date, May 31st, 1996, an end date on my tombstone, undetermined, and a dash in the middle. Like, that dash, I better have done everything I wanted to do in that dash because I don't get a second dash. Just no May 31st, dash, this date. Dash. dash. <laughs> it is. You get one dash. Like, you, get one, you get one dash in life. Make that dash count. Like mm-hmm. that's. That, I mean, that's all it is. And, like, I think that's just... What, like I'm going to try new things. You're always going to try new things. Failing is inevitable. You're going to fail at something. Like it, there's no way you never fail. Mm-hmm. You could be as perfect. You could be perfect for 77 years. Year 78, you're going to fail somehow. So why be scared of something that's inevitable? Taxes is inevitable. You're going to, you're going to fear paying your taxes. There's no way to get out of taxes. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, ask Donald Trump. All right, man. Come on, Mike from no, Jersey but... Shore. Situation's <laughs> going to jail over here. <laughs> But no, I get you when you say just go out and fail. Because let's say you fail like ten times. All you need is that one time to succeed and you be good. Would you you play basketball? Yeah, I try. When, <laughs> when you're missing a bunch of shots, what you always say? All I need to see is one go in. Nah, I'd be like, nah, I need to stop shooting. But yeah, I get you. You <laughs> yeah, miss a like, bunch of shots, you, you make one, you feeling good. Like, yeah, right, you hear shooters say all the time. You hear shooters say all the time. All I need is one to go in. Once one falls, that rim it feels a little bigger. Like, oh wait. I could actually do that. Mm-hmm. Let me try same, again. Same thing with you trying new things. You fail, you fail, you succeed at one. You're like, whoa, let me, let me try I'm something on, else. I'm on this on here. Let me, let me keep going. Yeah, I'm more like this. I might, I might, I might be on a new path, a non-failing path. So like, when it comes to fear and that, I feel like a good way to overcome it is to take baby steps. Like you have your bigger goal, mm-hmm. you should break that down. Take the baby steps. Bro- hundred percent. Like, bro, yeah. When you think about an end goal, you gotta remember, like, that end goal could be thirty years from now. You gotta be. Hey, there's no timetable on goals. Patient, persistent, and failure. <laughs> like that along the way. That's all that's gonna happen. I think that's what messes a lot of people up too. No one has patience nowadays. Yo, patience is so quick. Everybody wanted like, like that. Yeah, bro. I think it was something that said like the average person's like attention time span on something like fifteen seconds. <laughs> you tell me you can't pay attention for 15 seconds it now? depends on what it is is that it's not gonna hold my interest no I mean I get it but it's like the same time like how can you if I'm if I'm putting my all into something and I care about it it's definitely easy to pay attention yeah if absolutely I if I don't care or it's not in my interest I'm doing it for some odd other reason that brought me there mm-hmm. then yeah I'm, I'm not paying attention but why do you find yourself in that position to be somewhere where you don't want to pay attention? Sometimes you got to do things you don't like to do to get where you want to go. 100%. You, like, you do do that. School. School to an extent. What do you mean to an extent? Like, 
it, I guess it depends on what you want to do. Because, like, again, if you're passionate about something, school doesn't feel like Yeah, but if you're school. a sports management major, mm-hmm. you don't care about English class. You care what's going on. Why don't you? You have to write memos. You got to write letters. You got to draft stuff. Nobody looks at it that way, though. I mean, I get you. But um, it's still to an extent where you have to really, like, for me, if I want to do something, the process of learning it, I think, is more fun than the final product. Because mm-hmm. you, like, again, you mess up along the way. You learn new tricks. You get all these maneuvers. And, like, at the end, you put those all together. And then it's like, boom. And so this is a final product. And no matter what you do, like what you did along the way, you end up with that final product because of the things you learned along the way. Like the process should be funner than the final product. Like football, for example. All right. You play in college, you play 10 games a year, minimal. You get 10 guaranteed games. You get so many more practices. You get about 50 practices. You probably play only like, 12 minutes a game. Yeah, so why would you enjoy those 10 games more than you enjoy the 50 practices? Like, you hate... That's where the glory comes from. It so. do, no, that's where the public view comes in. Like That's, that's what pe- people fall in love with, though. Yeah, it is, but if I love practice... So, you, you're a gamer. That's what people want to call the gamers. If you're a gamer, mm-hmm. and I'm a, a try-hard in practice, because that's what they like to call you, a practice hero. If I enjoy being a practice hero... And I really fall in love with that process, and I go hard in practice. And you don't, you can't be a gamer if you're on the sideline behind me. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't you can't be a gamer if you don't get in the game. Exactly. So how can you how can you be a gamer from the sideline? Like I worked hard in practice because I enjoyed it. I had fun with the process. Now I get to enjoy that Saturday. Like that Saturday moment is even that much more euphoric because I enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. Like and. I don't know. I think I think that's just the way you gotta. I think that would drive people too, cause like I say, we play the same position, mm-hmm. right? I'm the gamer, right? I'm going all out in the game, but I don't really practice. I see you working hard in practice. Like the coach here too. He's like, yeah, you're starting over, Mike. Now that's gonna drive me even more. <laughs> now I'm gonna want my spot back. Yeah, you gonna be like, I gotta be a gamer and a practicer. So now I'm scared that you're <laughs> gonna take my spot. So now I gotta go twice as hard. Exactly. You gotta push each other. Push each other. Like, and then that same thing. I think that's how you could get over a lot of fears. It's somebody pushing you. like That's what friends and family is supposed to be for. Exactly. Absolutely. You got to find that person that you can open up to. Like, when you, when you were, like, it's, I hate, I don't want to compare it to something as bad, like, not as bad, but, like, as traumatic as, like, being, you know, an AA. Like, mm-hmm. the first thing you do, you got to face the fear and face the fact that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And become, everything becomes easier after that. So, if I have a fear of something, voice it. Like, talk it through with somebody. Like, talk through it with somebody that's either, one, success, done it and been successful, I think it's more important to talk to somebody that done it and failed so you can see what the worst case scenario is and like that get that known unknown out the way. You should get both points of view. Yeah, someone both points of view. But I think, what do you, which one do you think is more important though? Like if you can only get one, what do you think is more important? Me, honestly? Yeah. Probably the person that succeed. Why? Because they, nine times out of ten, they probably failed to get to where they're at. So True. they're going to tell me about all their failures and how, did they, how they got to the point to where they succeeded. I definitely agree with you. I definitely see where you're coming from. Because if you go off of just the person that just felt, you don't know how to succeed. Like you already know where that's going to lead you. But this, isn't there isn't there more knowledge in knowing what didn't work than what that's did? What the person that succeed should have. Because I'm yeah, pretty sure they, they, they only got one way of succeeding. You got to remember that they succeeded one time, one way. They might have had some failures along the way, some things that stopped them, 
Oh, but that's they, why you should get both, though. Yeah, I mean, you should. But if you can only get one, like, say, like, you you, you only, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you could, like, if someone's like, That's I me can, personally. I would go with the person that succeed. I might go with the person that failed. Because it's like, if I know what the worst thing that could happen to me is, and I'm like, that's not that bad. I might be more inclined to trying it. Like, if you talk to somebody success, like, if I sat down and had a conversation with Jay-Z, and I was like, yo, how did you go from a drug dealer in Trenton, New Jersey, to one of the quote-unquote greatest rappers to ever live, billionaire, all that. And he was like, okay, I failed here because I got caught selling drugs. I did this. I failed. But then I got in the booth with this person. I rapped in front of them. They love me. Boom. All right. What did I take out of succeeding in there? Oh, he met with this person, that person. Heard him. Okay. I got to go meet with that person. Here, let them hear me rap. Mm-hmm. Then I go, you suck. Now what? I don't. I didn't know no other way. Now, if I talk to the person who never made it off a of SoundCloud, I'm like, bro, like honestly, what do you think was the one thing that? Because they learn a lot too. People who fail learn a lot. They learn so much because they like they probably tried it a thousand different ways and still was never successful. That person who succeeded could have failed six times, got that one break, and now they can only take six ways they failed. The person who's still failing to this day, mm-hmm. they probably don't try a billion things, and they could tell you all those things that never worked. And it's like, one, either I can avoid those things at all costs because they're hazardous, or I know where they went wrong in those in those paths. I can follow that same path and like, this is where they went wrong. Let me make a right instead of that left. Mm-hmm. And like, I think you can learn a lot more from it doing it that way. <coughs> I didn't think about it like that. You just yeah. change my point of view. You see <laughs> smart. You just change my point of view. Because <laughs> it's all, like I said, it's always... Like when you win, you could have you could have found one specific way that worked for you. When you fail, you like that's for everybody. Like this is this is why you don't win in this situation. You gotta think of like when you when you watch sports tapes, it's like, all right, those plays didn't work. I'm not necessarily gonna worry about which one of their plays worked, but I'm worried about which one of my plays will work in that situation. Mm-hmm. Cause you know what I'm saying, you see what didn't work, and now you can see why it didn't work. Based on the fact that now I could be like, all right, well, if I make this adjustment, this adjustment, this will actually work. It could have been the same play with two adjustments and it worked now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's, it, I think it's more knowledge and failure. And that's why I'm not afraid of failure. I do believe, I genuinely believe there's a lot more knowledge of failure than there is from succeeding. When you succeed, it's like, all right, I did it. I did it this way. You could educate somebody on that. But that other person who's listening to me would find more if you talk to somebody that failed forever. And you're right. I mean, but like I said, if we get back to that topic of failure, like, if you... I feel like it's more mental than anything, though. 100%. It has, it's like 99% mental. 100% It's mental. all about what you think. There's no... What physical failure... Like, what physical fear would it be to... Like, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, because, like, when it comes to sports and stuff, you either got it or got it. Yeah. You either got it I mean, like, know. if you're f- afraid to skydive... The physical fear is like, what if, what if I die? <laughs> but like, but that's mental because you're thinking. It is because you're thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? So like, so basically, it's hundred percent. It's hundred percent. That's, that's what I was getting. It's, it's like hundred percent mental. It's, it's like, what you think? think? Like, you could think of the negative. Every situation has a negative. I don't think there's a. You could put a kid in a chocolate factory and they find a negative. I mean, they could love every bit of the chocolate in there. The negative, the stomach that's gonna come after. It's <laughs> yeah. like. Do I really want to be stuck in here with all this temptation knowing I'm going to hurt myself? Mm-hmm. There's there's a negative to everything. And there's ways to fail at everything. There's ways to succeed. So why would I let failure consume me so much that I never try something? It just, it never seems to be, it doesn't seem smart. You just got to get out and do it. 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%.
There's there's no. Definitely start off with like, I say talking with your family and friends. First, see what they say about it. I mean, it depends on your fear, though, because like, what if your fear of negative feedback, and they're like, "Oh no, I don't think that's a good idea." Now you you introduce yourself to the fear, and now it's like, ah, hit me in the face. Ah. Yeah, you're right. The exact thing I was afraid of <laughs> happened. Like, you ever do that? Like you show somebody something you did, and it's like, nah, that wasn't even that good. All the time. <laughs> and you're like, ah, never mind. I'm gonna sit in the corner. You show then. somebody this podcast, like, nah, that's not it, bro. Then I'd be like, all right, cool. Like somebody, go, that that's my biggest thing too. Like, I never say anything is bad because there's always somebody that's going to like it. Yeah, somebody's going to like it. Like, with music, like, there's no bad artists out there because you could put on SoundCloud in a room of 20 people and play random artists off there. Somebody might find, there's going to be somebody in the room that finds so one of the songs, mm-hmm. like, good. They're like, oh, this is a hit. The next person, I'm like, yo, this is trash. This is the worst I've heard of my life. Find like, for you. Yeah, so there's, there's, not, like, there's no good and bad. It's all opinionated. So, if you're if you're afraid of social pressures, that that shouldn't even affect you because you're gonna have a following no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be some kind of following. I don't think there's anybody who puts anything out that gets zero views. Like there's there's a following for it. It's either your following is big or small, and the way to fix that is listening. All right, you got two hundred followers. You want a thousand? This dude has a thousand. Let me see what he does different than me to get a thousand. Mm-hmm. Or let me read the comments under this post instead of turning them off so I can try to use that criticism. Whether it, whether it's good criticism, bad criticism, or actually constructive, it's it's criticism. You could take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. If I tell you I will only watch your podcast if you hit yourself in the face with a pie at the beginning of every episode, either you, you find followers a different way or you hit yourself in the face with a pie every episode. It, what other option do you have? You're right. Yeah, it's it's not too many ways you can think about it. It's just, all right, that's that's what it takes to get them to listen. It just comes down to just doing it. (laughs) That's how you get over fear, people. Just do it. I mean, it it sounds like we endorsing Nike this whole episode. (laughs) Nah, they ain't paying. We ain't endorsing nobody. Nothing. (laughs) Ain't no endorsements coming for the podcast. You know another fear of mine, though? What's up? I tell the people this all the time, though. I have a fear of opening up to people. Open, I mean, you, you're showing them raw you. Like, I mean, that's a genuine fear. Like, that's, they're getting raw and uncut mic. Right. I don't, like, I already said I don't like talking. But when it comes <laughs> to talking about my feelings, no. Not nah, doing it. You can't do that? No. Why? I just can't. I've always been like that. I don't know why. Always. Nah, I, I, I have to. Like, I have to express how I feel to an extent. Like, I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, my thing is, like, you never know you do something wrong to me if I don't voice that. Mm-hmm. Like if you if like you make a joke right now and I take offense to it and I be and I just shrug it off, you could make that joke the next hundred episodes and I'm sitting here mad at you at episode one on one and I finally stand like Mike stop like <laughs> while, while I get that far if I just be like yo Mike I didn't appreciate that can like can we stay off that now you have two choices you one respect that two you don't and then like if you don't it's like all right that's not my that's yeah, not my friend that's not my man you know what I'm saying like. And, and, and it is what it is like so if you don't voice it to me how do I know I do something wrong same thing with like breaking the law if you don't make a law to tell me it's illegal how, how you gonna get mad at me when I do it and try mm-hmm. to lock me up you can't lock me up for something you didn't tell me was illegal mm-hmm. so like if you don't voice your opinion to me about something that's a, I think that's the, only, that's the one thing that got me to open up cause I didn't like feeling that way from other people like they would say I did something wrong to them and they never expressed it and I didn't like that feeling, so I didn't want to give anybody else that feeling. Like the whole, it's not even like treating others how they treat you. It's just more like uh, 
I can't expect something from you if I don't show it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I mean, I do the same thing in like a lot of things. Like I tell my employees at work, like I would never ask you to do something that I don't do myself. Like I would do it with, I would, if I ask you to do a task that you've never done before, I'll do it with you the first time. And then that, that sets the expectation level. So if I share my feelings with you, that's the expectation level. But now I want you to share with me. Cause I'm gonna ask you questions about like, especially if I see something wrong, like if, we chilling and I get like the vibe is all. I'm like you cool bro like you're not laughing like you like I'm saying some real funny jokes over here I, I, I need I need somebody to laugh with me you feel me so they could just it could it could be it could go either way but you you would you rather somebody not say nothing to you what do you mean like not say nothing to like, me like would you rather people not open up to you as well like you're not like I get you're afraid to open up are you afraid for people to open up themselves to you too no, I'm a great listener I like when people open up to me. So you like when people open up to you, but you're not going to open up to them. No. <laughs> you can't do it. Though. You can't have your cake and eat it too, Mike. Why not? It's cake. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, that's a, y'all never understood that phrase. Like, I can't have my cake and eat it. Like, it, I mean, I guess you can't. I think I get it now that I say it. Like, you can't have it physically if you eat it because you don't have cake no more. I think that's the first time in my that life I ever understood that. that phrase don't make sense. Yeah, dude, I think that's the first time in my life I understood Because if I have my cake and I eat it, I don't have cake no more. I understand. But I had cake before. I'm 23 I years old. I just got that. And I've been saying that in hair boots and I'm all like, this is songs. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Oh, I used to always be like, why can't, like, what? If it's my cake, why can't I eat it? Because like, you don't got cake no more. Oh, man. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. Oh, but I just can't. I don't know why. Like, have you done it? I've tried it, and then I didn't get the reaction I wanted, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is why I'm closed off. So I continue to be in my show. Nah, but you got to, I think you got to open up until one, you don't mind opening up. And then two, you don't, you get the reaction you want. You can't give somebody a chance to get, you can't not give me a chance to get a reaction you want if you don't like it's not fair to me like if we chilling and you don't open up to me and you're like oh i'm scared that you won't give me the reaction i want that's not fair to me because somebody else gave you a bad reaction i gotta give you my own reaction for you to know if you're gonna like it or not mm-hmm. so i think you just gotta you gotta face that you i mean you might have to take it you on the chin it. like you, you just i'm just saying like, you don't get the reaction you want you take that on the chin you you eat that you walk it off but you mm, you gotta try Guess I gotta try. You gotta, I gotta try. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a everything, man. It's like that's the only like the base thing. I guess I'm trying to get across across this entire show, entire episode, is if you're genuinely afraid of something, the only way to get over it is to do it. You have to do that exact thing that you're afraid of. Like they do that, tell you that in therapy. They tell you that in everything. Like people that are scared of arachnids, they got arachnophobia. You can't get over arachnophobia if you've never if you never seen another spider. You're still scared of fi- spiders. You just don't see them. Mm-hmm. Like you have to introduce yourself to those environments. Like I do. I do have like I don't like being in public, air like not public areas like parties and enclosed spaces with a, a lot of people oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like I just get nervous, and especially in today's society, I think it's okay to get nervous because like of all the stuff that happens, like fights break out. Mm-hmm. The like Shoes things could go yeah, shoot yeah. instead like things could go left so quick so if I just avoid that I don't have to worry about nothing happening to me but 
I don't get that enjoyment of being out. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, I get better with it. Like, I go out, you know, I have fun with my friends. Like, when I have a decent group of people with me, I can go. But, like, the other day, my brother went to the movies by himself because he wanted to see a movie. I could never do that. Why not? I, I, I have no idea. Like, that, I can't even tell you. Like, but I... Because... I'm sitting there with a whole bunch of people I don't know, and I have nobody with me. I don't have, like, a direct support system right there. Like, if something happens, I know it's every man for himself, but I'm that man by himself with every man for himself. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody looking out for me. So I think, like, I'm a, I'm afraid of that. Like, I'm afraid of having nobody there when I need them. And I think that that's why I'm such a good friend of my friends because, like, I'm always there when they need me. Like, if you... My friends call me at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning like, yo, Leek, I need a ride or something. Like, I go pick them up. You know what I'm saying? Because I want them to know that they got somebody there and they need them. Like, if I genuinely feel like I don't have anybody to turn to in my darkest moments, now we talking about it. Like that's, that, that, like, that's some scary stuff to me. Like, if in my darkest moment, I can't pick up my phone and be like, yo, I need to talk. That's that's when it's hurt. Mm. That it hurt. I think that's. I think that I can relate right, to that. I, relate I think that. that right there be like. That that's that's a crusher. I can't even imagine it. That's like coming to the conversation we had yesterday. Remember, when I was telling you how, you could do so much for somebody, but that time you need somebody and there's nobody there. Yeah. That feeling. That's the worst feeling ever, bro. Yeah, man. I I I definitely agree with you. But at the same time, it's like, so with you in that situation, you do something for somebody all the time, and then you need them, and they're not for, there for you. How do you handle that situation with that person? You just got to... Well, me, personally, I would just stop what I'm doing for that person. You would stop it all together? Not all together. I would gradually pull back. Gradually? You know? I don't... I don't Like, when I say that, I, I genuinely don't know. Because I'm like... I, I don't want their their mess-ups to change who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to lose myself because of somebody else. And that goes positive and negative ways you could use lose yourself in a positive way like you're not used to doing stuff for people and you like genuinely like the way you are and now you're doing way too much for people now it's like, like you're giving them way more than you can and now you put yourself in a bad spot yeah i feel like sometimes you gotta put yourself first though sometimes like you doing so much stuff for people that's you telling them they're more important than yourself and nobody should be more important than yourself to an extent i think i think it works to the way i look at it is I want to do whatever I can without losing my integrity, no matter what that is. Like, whether it's putting myself first or putting them first in that moment without losing my integrity as a person. Like, like I like the way I am. I like who I am. So, if I am a person who does something for you, I want to always be there for you, like, mm-hmm. in some capacity. Whether I'm not there for you the same way I always am, at least I'm there for you. Like, whether I've been hanging out with you every day for the last month straight or you knowing I'm a phone call away to be there. Mm-hmm. is like that's equivalent to me it doesn't have to be the same intensity every time but if i'm there for you i'm there for you whether it's in person or through the phone or you know you need me and i'll drive or whatever but if you if i'm there for you and you're not there for me i ex- i should have accepted that that's who you were mm-hmm. before i decided that you were somebody i was going to be there for if i know you're a person that doesn't like your person that doesn't open up and mm-hmm. i choose to be your friend I can't get mad at you when you don't open up because I knew that going into this. Exactly. Like, I was like, Mike doesn't talk about his feelings. Okay, am I okay with that for Mike to be my friend? Cool. 
a month later, I can't decide I want Mike to open up. Like, no. Nah. And mm-hmm. I think that happens with people in relationships. Like, they think they could change them. Like, oh, we're dating. She she texts a thousand people a day. Or people slide on her DMs all day. And sometimes she answers. You feel like you could deal with that? And you could change her? Yeah, you like, nah. I think if we start dating, she won't answer them. Mm-hmm. Um, a month into the relationship, she's still answering the same people she was answering. Like, now you mad. Now you mad. Like, bro, like... She was doing that when you took her on date one, date six. Why on date thirty does she have to change? Like that. That's what you. That's what you went in with. You can't like. You could leave her and decide like that's not what you want to do, but you can't necessarily say it's all her fault. Mm-hmm. You walked into the situation. Yeah, you probably blame with, too. Yeah, you, you should have expected that. Exactly. Like you. You hoped for better. You hoped for change. You can't get mad when it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like if. If I, if I meet somebody today and that's exactly what I want in a person, then if they change, then I can get mad. Because they changed for maybe a negative way. Because then they're not going to be upset. Because I'm like, all right, either you put on a front or you just you just chose to change. And then that's not okay. But if you're the same person day one and day 523... Mm-hmm. I can't just instantly get mad at you day 523 because you didn't change. <laughs> like that don't, that don't add up. So, like, getting back to um, doing things for people, how do you deal with, like, people trying to take advantage of you? See, that, and that, that's hard. So, people, people use people every day. Like, and it's, I, it's weird. I, I feel like I can't put them in words all the time. Because, like, you could be genuine friends with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you do, you do what you can for that person and do what they can for you. But if I want to use a connection you have that's me using you still but you're just okay with me using you because you know you can use me as well mm-hmm. now if i'm using you a lot more than you're using me it depend. it could again it go to it are you choosing not to use me as much or do you feel like you can't well if you feel like you can't then that's not a not a good network for you every like everything in life is networking like you meet new people, you befriend them. It's networks. You just expanding your network all the time. And like you could have that close network and then you have associates and you have like stuff outside of that. Like the further away the branches, I think the less that connection and like the less you have that person as a resource. But if you're one of my people in my main network, there has to be a two way street. It can't go one way. All relationships should be two way street. Hundred percent. But there are some that are, you know, one way, but it's okay to be one way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... Like job relationships, I guess? Yeah, job relationships. Yeah. Perfect example. Like, the people I work with, like, don't, like we're, we have a common goal inside this space. We're working on a one-way street to accomplish this goal. Mm-hmm. If I'm not friends with them outside of work, I don't think that's a two-way street because we're only... We use, we use our resources collectively to get to one common goal, to get a job mm-hmm. done. Outside of that, I'm not caught... Like, not calling you to do stuff outside of that. I mean, now if I am, then we now have a two-way street. But at work, it's definitely, I think, definitely a one-way street. So, like, you don't have relationships where, like, you're putting in 100% and you're only getting 40% out of the other person? Yeah. You, I mean, I think you always you, you always have that. I mean, and you always want to have that. I feel like everyone has that one friend that you feel like you can't count on them as much as you would like to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's, that's in every group. It happens all the time. You could cut that person out, but absolutely, like if 
But it depends on why you hang out with them in the first place. Did you, were you hanging out with them for the possibility of getting something back? Because then you weren't really a good friend. Or were you just genuinely hanging out with them? Because I feel like if I'm genuinely hanging out with you, you might not be always able to offer me the same kind of things I offer you. Like, say me and you start hanging out. One day I'm a millionaire. One day you're not. I can offer you things like, oh, how about I come fly you out to Miami? There's a party going on out here. Yeah, now we have this part. Yeah, you. I, I can't be like, oh, you never fly me out to Trenton, New Jersey, where you live at, and <laughs> have fun. Like, how to get mad at you for not being able to do the thing? Like, and that's what I'm saying. So you have to. I think you have to match it to what you can do. Like, if me flying you out for a week isn't a lot for me, I can't get mad when the best thing you do for me is offer a stick of gum because that's not a lot for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is, and it's truly just a difference in that opinion. If I go to work 40 hours a week and I collect my paycheck, you work 20 hours a week, collect your paycheck, I can't be like, yo, remember that one time I bought you food because you ain't had no money? Like, you got to come buy me dinner. Like, you, that person struggling as it is, then you going to get mad at them when they don't? If it, it just, you know what I'm saying? You got to do things for your friends without accept, expecting things in return. You got to do that, period. Like. Yeah, and all the, no, no. There, there, there is times you do stuff where you, like, in, in business. I, if I'm, if we, or, like, yeah, 100% in business. Or if y'all talked about an agreement mm-hmm. that y'all came upon. But even in friendships, I still think this comes down to a business aspect. If I say, yo, if I do this for you, I need this in return. Then if you don't do it, then I could get mad. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just a difference. It depends on like what that level of engagement is with your friendship. So we just start having contracts with our friends. Is what you're saying. Sign it out the line. <laughs> sign. Sign. Yeah, I need you to sign your life away right here. <laughs> I need to make sure that I get seven favors in return for seven <laughs> favors I give you. I mean, two goats and a cow. Back. Nah, you day. made some good points though. You made some good points. Yeah, man. What are you thinking? You, you, you satisfied? Satisfied. I mean, I guess so. I guess hope, so. I hope the people took something away from this conversation. I mean, I hope so too. Hope I mean, we helped them how to think about fear, how to overcome it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. I think, I mean, like, I guess I'll, I'll leave them with some final thoughts from me and I'll allow you the space to do the same thing. Like, what I, like I said, I, I said this a couple times throughout and I think I'll just reinforce it one more time. If you want to do something and you're scared of the negative connotation that comes along with it, you have two choices. You overcome those fears by doing it facing those fears that you have or you walk away from it and now you have the unknown possibility and you're always going to think what if when you like i said you get that begin date the end date the dash in the middle you want that dash to be you tried new things or you want to have a fine print that said what if on that dash i mean that's so i want you to leave with today start overcome your fears it just comes down to just doing it just Take a leap of faith. You never know what you're capable of until you just try. Facts. You know? All right, man. I think that's it. So, guys, that's that's the episode one. I hope you return for episode two. Leave any kind of criticism you have in the comments. Give it a rating, whether it's one star or five stars. Um, and join us next time so we can talk about it. Oh. Make sure you guys follow the Instagram page. Uh, let's talk about it, underscore P-O-D. We'll be posting a lot of content on there. Keep you guys updated. Follow the YouTube. YouTube is on the construction right now, but make sure you subscribe. Let's talk about it. Um, what else? The anchor. The, well, the anchor is gonna put the stuff on the um, iTunes, Apple and Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Yeah, be on the lookout Spotify. for that. I'm trying to get this on all the all the platforms, all the streaming platforms. <laughs> you know. Um, 
again, no, seriously, if you made it to this point, thank you. I appreciate it so much. We've had support from a lot of people on the way. A lot of people has helped us out. Um, Thanks for everybody that yeah, helped if, us out. If you helped us right. out, thank you. You're no helping us out now by, lift, by just listening too. So everyone right now is a part of the uh, Let's Talk About It movement. We want to get everybody to open up and talk about what they want to talk about. So make sure you write it on the Instagram. Send us DMs about stuff you want to talk about. We're going to post stories to ask you guys what you want us to talk about. Click, type, send. That's all you have to do. And we'll we'll feature it on uh, Let's Talk About It. So let us know if you got any uh, comments on fear and how you overcame fear. Absolutely. If you guys got stories about how you overcame fear, let us know. If we get an interesting, really good story about fear and the um, messages or comments or anything, we might have you on an episode and we could talk about your fear, how you overcame it, and maybe get into some other topics. I guess that's it. That's it. I'm Mike. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm Malik, guys. I, got, I looked at Mike. I got nervous. So I'm Malik. I'm Mike. And this is Let's Talk About It.